And we found out that fear is a faith stealer. Fear steals, steals your faith. That's why the devil wants things to look so bad that you give up your hope. Amen. And so we talked about also that um, fear is an imitator, that it, it um, acts just it's a counterfeit. It acts like faith when it's not. So you can be in fear and still be, think you're in faith. Amen. Anybody know personally what I'm talking about? <laughs> Amen. And then something, that light bulb comes on. You say, I haven't been in faith all this time. I thought I was in faith. Amen. We found out that the Bible, when it speaks of the heart, it's talking about your spirit man, not your natural heart. Amen. Not the, the muscle, the heart muscle, like your cardiac heart. It's not talking about that. But God speaks to your inward man. He speaks to your spirit man. He speaks to the heart of man. Amen. We understand that uh, the gospel of, of Jesus Christ is not an emotional ride. It's a spiritual ride. Amen. And so the Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence. Keep your heart. Guard it with all everything that you have within you. Guard it because out of it flows the issues of life. And so we have to be careful what goes in and what comes out, what we allow to come in and what we allow to come out, because that's going to determine your faith. Amen. But your faith, even if it's weak, there's the grace of God that we can't overlook. And God's grace comes in when we, that's the thing that makes you hold on when you think you let go. Amen. That's God's grace. And it's like an anchor and that he, it puts hope into you. And hope is an anchor for your soul. Amen. So God's grace comes in there, but grace is not assured. Amen. It's not assured. But one thing we know, and that is that our faith can increase at any time. Amen. And it's never too late. Never too late. Hallelujah. It is never too late to get the victory because we already have it but we can always step into victory at any time but we have to understand and know that fear is a a counterfeit of faith amen because it's received through your ear gate amen so we're going to talk today about help my unbelief amen it's god i believe but help my unbelief i believe you Amen. (laughs) But help my unbelief because we all get weak in faith. And then God sends his grace. Hallelujah. So why don't we turn to Mark 9. Praise God. I didn't plan to do this, but I'm stepping out in faith. Mark 9. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 14 talking about the little boy that was healed and it says in verse 14 of mark 9 it says and when he came to the disciples he saw a great multitude around them and scribes disputing with them see those religious people gonna always argue that's what you that's what they do they argue because it's something about the word that they just can't swallow and digest it's always got to be a but and an if you know there's always some type of reasoning involved in religion and so it says in 15 immediately when they saw him all the people were greatly amazed and running to him greeting him they're talking about jesus verse 16 and he asked the scribes those are the religious people what are you discussing with them see they always going to try to have church behind your back They didn't pay tickets. They didn't pay for the conference hall. They didn't pay for the hotel. But behind your back, they're going to come in and try to minister to your people. Ain't that how they do? They want to pray your prayers because they they think that they are the the ministers. Amen. But see, they're unauthorized. (laughs) They're unauthorized ministers. Amen. And that's why Jesus came and said, what were you discussing with the people? Now, see, we get that at, at the conference all the time, don't we? Miss Nola, Nola have to disperse it. Then they say, we mean. 
But if you want a voice, pay the hotel bill. Amen. But see, they're not going to do that. Then I don't know how we got here, but we're here. But they're not going to do that. See, they come through the back door all the time. Your crowd, but they come with their ideas from the background. Just thought I'd give you a little sidebar information. We see it all the time, don't we? I mean, this Bible knows what it's talking about. Verse 17 says, Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whatever it seizes, wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and become rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that, they should cast it out, but they could not. Verse 19, and he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Bringeth him unto me. <laughs> and verse 20 says, then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately The spirit convulsed him, and he fell on the ground and and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. How many of you know devils always want to try to put you in fear? They act out all the time, amen, because they want you to think you can't cast it out, and most of the time that works. When you see that manifesting, you say, hmm, amen, Keep, keep that thing, amen. And that's what he wants you to do. But it didn't bother Jesus. Verse 21, so he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And often he has thrown, thrown him both into the fire. Wait a minute. And often he has thrown him both into the fire, into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. And then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly. Now you look, if these devils cry out and act ugly in front of Jesus, don't be surprised if they do that to you. Amen. I was praying for one woman. She was hooked up to some tubes and... And she was, uh, every time I would go near her, she started, shh, 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 And I looked, and I'm like, hmm, mm-mm. But something inside of me said, go up to her and cast that thing out. And I'm like, me and who else? I think Chuck was with me. Yeah, she was with me. And she prayed, and I confronted that thing, and it left. Amen. Because it did see, devils don't like to let people go. They like to kill people. Amen. And so that thing left that lady alone. But I'm like, why Why is, did they call me? They didn't tell me about all of this. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you just have to know that God is backing you up. Amen. The spirit cried out, convulsed him, and greatly and came out of him and he began he became as one dead so that many said he's dead but jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up and he arose and when he had come into the house his disciples asked him privately why could we not cast it out and so he said to them this kind comes out by nothing but prayer and fasting now a lot of people draw the line right there and say well i didn't pray and i didn't pray today so i can't cast this out but what jesus was saying is be prayed up and be ready because the spirit that's in you is greater than the spirit that's in him amen don't ever back down 
from a devil. Amen. I don't care if you don't know but one word. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the the reason I I chose this scripture is because this man said in verse uh where is that verse? Verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying, It deaf and dumb spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter enter him no more. And so he just made a simple statement. But back in verse 23, Jesus told him, If you can believe all things are possible to him who believe. If you can believe. See, all people won't believe. All people can believe, but all people won't. Are you here today? So if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believe. Now, now why did, if the man's faith was weak, why did uh, Jesus respond to him? Because grace. Grace showed up. Amen. Grace showed up. But see, grace is not, it's free, but it ain't always fair. Because sometimes it may show up and sometimes it may not. And so what we have to do is always be ready and know in whom you're believing and in whom you, is empowering you. So your belief is, is, to me, is more prevalent than that grace. Amen? Because he didn't talk to this man about grace. That's why I'm telling you. In verse 23, Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him. Who believe if you can believe that then this boy will be healed and so jesus is letting us know that if you can believe him i don't care if it's he wants you to believe for the impossible because what's possible with man impossible with man is possible with god so if you can believe you can have whatsoever you want from god if it's promised to you you can have whatsoever you say amen See, our carnal mind is the en- enemy of God. Your carnal mind is not going to, and people are going to tell you you're crazy. But you keep believing. If you can believe, you can have whatsoever you say. If you can believe it. Amen? Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. But this man asked God to help his unbelief. Remember that. 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 14. And it says, but the natural man, that's your natural mind. That's the man without spiritual help. That's just your carnal, everyday thinking. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them. Because they are spiritually discerned. Are you here today? Amen. So this is why I I would say to you today, don't trust what you think. Amen. Don't go by what you see. Go by what you know. You know that God is able. You cry out to him. And you trust him for whatever it is that looks impossible with man. Amen. That's what this man did. He waited on on Jesus, and he charged Jesus to heal his son because the disciples couldn't do it. So what's impossible with man was possible with Jesus. Are you here today? Amen. When you believe with your heart. Now, what? why was this man given somewhat an acquittal? And sometimes we tell God, help my unbelief, and nothing happens because he believed that what was possible, impossible with man was possible with God. Amen. Sometimes we give up when man fails. When the doctors fail, we give up. But the woman with the issue of blood, she kept looking for Jesus because she found out that what was impossible with man was possible with Jesus. She heard about Jesus. And she said, if I can just get to him. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, he don't even have to lay hands on me. So she already had it made up in her mind that what was impossible with man is possible with God. 
and so she got her miracle see that he said uh, i have not seen such great faith that's faith faith goes beyond man faith goes beyond human abilities are y'all here today amen and so don't ever give up when something is impossible when man has reached his limits god has no limits amen so it, it's all about what you receive in your heart we talked yesterday about fear and how it will attack you and and it'll drain you to the point where there's nothing left in your heart amen but if you hide the word of truth in your heart in your spirit man there's always truth and if you hide it in there and you go in there and reach in there when when you're weak and it looks like no hope and something will come to you and say you know what god just might do this that's faith amen that's faith that's hidden in your heart that's why the bible says guard your heart with all diligence don't let the wrong thing get in your heart keep that reserved for for god keep that reserved for the impossible keep that reserved for the thing that you want most amen and don't allow it to be become contaminated you know things that can contaminate your faith in your spirit man is being around wrong people i'm just telling you it'll steal it's a robber and a stealer every time and so you have to hold on to what god has promised you and don't give up because god can deliver he can deliver anybody from anything but remember your heart is your spirit and that's why the bible says to guard it we need to start to examine ourselves so that we can we need to find out where this doubt and unbelief is coming from where this fear is coming from where this anxiety and discouragement is coming from we need to now's the time to examine ourselves and get your faith back on track amen hallelujah get your faith muscle rebuilt or built up because in the last days which we're living in now it's going to take faith to survive it because the bible says in second timothy and we'll go there later it says men will become lovers of themselves and pleasure seekers and so pleasure seekers don't care nothing about what you need or what you want doesn't care about your family situation doesn't care that you don't have a job pleasure pleasure seekers have what they need pretty much the rich people amen but the bible tells us that we should run away from such things and not be um around it because you have to keep your atmosphere the place that you dwell full of people who are believing like you and that atmosphere has to be charged with faith amen amen not a lot of unbelief but people who are pulling for the same thing that you're pulling for because fear is a robber of faith people who talk differently is a robber of faith but it's up to us but we need to examine ourselves closely and find out where we are in this this uh gospel this thing called the gospel you know we need to understand that god doesn't talk to our heads but he talks to our hearts amen and we should stop the reasoning and asking god for proof and just receive the word with gladness amen hallelujah and don't be like the the sower the parable of the sower we talked about that yesterday where this the word of god the the sower sowed the word and the word fell on stony ground because those people were not willing to go beyond man's abilities you have to think and know and understand that god can do all things amen hallelujah seeing is not believing we look for evidence with our eyes that a situation is changing seeing is not believing amen let's turn to john 20 the book of john chapter 20 we have to look beyond what we see because that can be good for us and that can be bad amen but in john chapter 20 verse 24 
I think that's what he wants. Oh, I'm sorry, I got the wrong one. John 20, verse 24. Okay, and it talks about Thomas. Now, this is Jesus when he made his appearance after he went on the cross and had been crucified, and then he shows up. Amen. And he showed up and revealed himself to the disciples, but Thomas, who ran with the twelve, he didn't believe that it was Jesus. Amen. It says, now Thomas called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. And the other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now this is a person that believes what they see. They want evidence. That's not faith. Amen. It's not faith. And it says, let's see, where am I? Verse 26, and after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. And Jesus came, the door being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands and reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be, do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Amen. And so God wants us to believe before we see. In other words, believe the miracle can happen before it happens. Amen. Because then it's accounted to you as righteousness. You know, your faith is made righteous. Amen. When we haven't seen Jesus, but you believe he, see, it's like this. We can do that. A lot of people say, well, I can't. My faith don't work like that. It does. Already you're born again and you believe in Jesus and you ain't never seen him. Amen. But you know he exists. You're praying to somebody and it ain't Allah. And it ain't Mohammed. And it ain't the little fat guy with the, yeah, Buddha. But you're praying to Jesus because you know in your heart he exists. That's called faith. Amen. But see, the devil's going to tell you you don't have it because he don't want you to start using it. Because if you start using your faith and start to prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers, and other Christians see that and start doing what you're doing, he's going to lose his popularity. He does not want believers to trust this word. He does not want believers to trust in God. He does not want believers to know that what's impossible with man is possible with him. And so he's going to fight you, yes. But you have it in you because grace, the grace of God will come and help you. And grace is an enabler. Grace enables you to get the job done. Grace enables you to believe without seeing Grace enables you to trust God when it looks like there's nothing else to trust. Amen. Grace enables you to hang on by a shred when you don't feel like hanging on. Amen. Hallelujah. And so God wants others to see your great faith because then he gets the glory from it. He wants to use all believers. He's the vine and we're the branches. But if we stop believing in our hearts, then he doesn't get the glory. Amen. Don't tell God that you want to see it first. That's not faith. The Bible says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Second Corinthians 5, 7. So we need to hold on to our belief. Say you believe. Believe it. 
and rejoice in faith. You know, faith is not going anywhere. Back in the 70s and in the 80s, we thought faith was a movement, you know, and it was faith churches. Everything was great faith, great this, great. But faith has always been around since, since Thomas. And that's why Jesus said that blessed are those that believe without seeing because that's great faith. And so faith is not going anywhere. You can't get around faith. Faith is always going to be the order in which God has put. That's the contingency on every, I'll put it like that, on every promise. It's faith. It's always the order of the day. It's always going to be preached if people are hearing from heaven. Because you can't receive anything without faith. And you can't please God without faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. It's that important. And you have faith because God has given you faith. He's given everybody the measure of faith. And no, so nobody was dealt more than you. We were all dealt the same faith. This same faith. It's the same faith from the beginning of time. And it's going to be the same faith when Jesus comes back. But this great faith can be enhanced at your leisure time. You know, it's up to you how much, how much you want your faith to be strengthened. You have to strengthen your faith. Amen? You know, the Bible says that you're strengthened with might in the inner man. And so it depends on how much you feed your faith. You know, you have to feed your faith. You know, we eat every day. You know, on a, a in the natural, natural food. But we also have to be fed every day spiritual food. See, you can't get this thing and have great faith, you know, not reading the word. This ain't a once a month, two a month thing. Amen. You know, you have to eat daily. You know, if you take your telephone and get the scripture of the day, you know, just to put something to feed your faith and feed your inward man. And so this is what we have to do, and this is how great faith is made. It's made when you run after it. You've got to run after the things of God. God's not going to force you, but he, if you want something from him, get you a scripture. Eat daily. Amen? Eat daily. And meditate, not just read it, but meditate on the word. So it doesn't matter what you see, but what matters is what you believe and we need to know what we're believing. If you have uh, anxiety and worries, these things need to be addressed. Amen. And you can talk to God about it. But it's good to know what you're believing. Believing without seeing. Test the genuineness of your faith, which is precious to God. It matters to God. It may not matter to us, but it matters to God. Uh, sin is believing an old picture of yourself when you was a little kid. It don't look like you. You hand it to a stranger, and they may look and say, wow, that don't look like you, but you know it's you. See, looks are fooling. Are y'all here today? Looks can fool you because it may not look like you, but it's you. So we can't pay attention to how things look. Amen? Because looks will fool you. Don't ever be a sight Christian, but be the person that goes beyond what they see, think, and feel. And know that with God, things may look one way one day and look totally different. See, situations and tribulations flip. They don't last long, you know. They don't stay the same. I'll put it like that. Situations and bad things change. They don't ever stay the same. Just like a picture. of I found a picture when I was 18. And somebody said, oh, yeah, that looked like you. But somebody else said, that don't look like you. You know, because seeing is not always believing. <laughs> but you know it's you. But you can't bank on what you see all the time. Because things change. Amen. Let's go to First Peter 1. First Peter. Verse 1. 
Hallelujah. And let's see, First Peter chapter 1, verse 7. Hmm. And it says, wait a minute, let's start in 6. Wait a minute. Yeah, we can do it in seven. It says that the genuineness of your faith, amen, the genuineness, that's when God pulls off all of the stuff that you've been standing on. You understand? And nothing's left but naked truth. You know, all the props has been pulled away from you. And there's nothing left but you and what you need in your faith so the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold amen that perishes see in other words gold perish though it is tested by fire you can burn gold and it's still going to be there it's tested by fire well so is your faith that's what the scripture is telling us may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So in other words, we go through tribulation so that the testing of our faith is proven. And the genuineness of our faith may not be much to us because we're whipped and tired. And we just want to get victory. But to God, the Bible says... Our genuine faith is precious to him, more precious than gold, because gold goes through the fire and is refined, and what's left is pure. Well, so is it with our faith. Are y'all here today? So God, he, see, when we prove out to have genuine faith, you get a step up with God, because it means that much to him it says that it's precious more precious amen than gold that perishes through it though it is tested in the fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of jesus christ so when you're when you pass the faith test in other words when you hang in there and trust god and leave man alone who cannot help you amen And when you prove out to God, that is precious, more precious than gold to him. And we all want to please God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let me see if that's, I want to go further. Let's go to eight. And it says, whom having not seen you love, though now you do not see him. Yet believing, see, that's just what I was saying before. You don't see Jesus, but you believe in him. You rejoice with joy in express, was it, in, inexpressibly the full of glory. Receiving the end of your faith, and that's what this is saying. Let's just cut all this talk. But receiving the end of your faith. The salvation of your soul. So in other words, you want to see the end of your faith. What do I mean by that? You want to see how far your faith is going to take you. You want to see what your faith is going to bring into your life. The testing of your trial shows and proves the genuineness of your faith. And when you're the, the genuineness of your faith, what you've been standing on and what you believe and what you don't give up and quit, having done all to stand, that's more precious to God than gold. Amen. Because your faith has to go through the fire. That's why this thing called faith, the faith walk seems to be an impossible walk but it's not all you got to do is keep walking with god and don't go back the bible says don't look back don't go back don't joy in the past but keep walking forward with god because the testing of your trial produces patience and a lot of other things that it says in that 
but mostly you prove out to God. God wants to know who is standing with him for real. Quitters ain't standing for God. They're consumed with themselves. How I feel, what I want that I didn't get, I can't do it, I can't have no fun. It's all about them. Amen. But God wants the genuineness of our faith to prove out. And the only way you're going to know how much faith you have is to stick it out to the end. Amen. Don't be a quitter. That didn't get a good applause, but that's okay. Because it don't, it don't change anything. Seeing will fool you. But trusting God is never a waste of time. See, when you doubt... That's something on the inside of you saying, it, ain't, it don't work. This God thing don't work. You know what that is? That's your carnal mind. We talked about this yesterday. Your mind, God ain't talking to. He talks to your heart. Amen. And that's that thing that you keep going back to after your mind take you through some changes and it don't work. <laughs> Amen. And then you go back to square one. That's where your heart, that's what your heart is standing on. Your heart is standing on the promises of God. Amen. Amen. But the Bible tell us, don't, what is that scripture? Don't, uh, something at the, at the, at the um, promises of God through unbelief. Don't stagger not through unbelief. But be, be strong in God. Be mighty. Amen. Trust in God. What's the rest of it? Being fully persuaded. And see, this is how you become fully persuaded, by hearing. See, through the ear gate and the eye gate, we receive knowledge and wisdom, but it's carnal. It's natural wisdom and knowledge. But God says, but listen with your heart. Listen with your heart. Your heart won't steer you wrong. It just won't. It'll keep you. It'll keep you coming back to God, and you'll start feeling like I did. I've been here. I am again. Yeah, here you are again. Stay here. Amen. And see the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Don't move. See, most people just want what they want from God, so they can keep it moving. God don't play that, as you know. Amen. He, he don't want to throw you back like throwback Thursday. He want to embrace you and he want to keep you until that day. Amen. And until then, he's trying to instill in us, you know, power, authority, dominion. He's trying to instill into us and get into us through the hearing of the word. See, when you hear the word, it's building you up on your most holy faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Hearing, you got to hear the word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing. What what am I supposed to be hearing? The word. You can't hear nothing else. Amen. Because it won't increase your faith. It won't increase you at all. But we need to believe what our spirit man, our inner man, is telling us, the heart of man. God speaks to the heart of man. He don't speak to your head. See, all of this head knowledge and what you know about God in the natural, it don't help your faith. Amen? It just don't. But it it requires that you must believe the word of God. You can't be an occasional Christian. And get your faith, get your faith thing on. <laughs> get your faith on. Can't get your faith on being occasional. Amen. But faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't come to church, get in the word. And get a, get a word, a daily dose of spiritual strength. Because you need it for what's coming. Amen. Those policemen were killed in new york city i i just never thought you'd see the day when things like that and and it's going to be worse things happening because the bible says it's going to get worse 
And so we need to get our spiritual compass set, and that's what we're doing, so that you know what you need to do. Amen. And don't be discouraged if you find out that your faith is weak. Don't be discouraged. See, this is why God gives us certain messages because he wants you to know where you're weak and where you're strong because some people are stronger in some things and weaker in others. You may be stronger in the area of finances. I know I am. I, I can just believe God for anything financially. But when it comes to other things, when it comes to healing, I got to clamp down and get that thing on, that MP3 player on. I can't not do that because if I don't, I'm not getting a healing. Some things comes easier. I know where my weakness is. I didn't always, but I know now. And that's what this is for. So you'll know your strengths. And know your weaknesses, but it doesn't mean you can't minister to people because the Bible says that your tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. <laughs> Amen. You know what to write because it's written on your heart. And you see some devils. You don't want to minister to them, but God opens the door. You know you got to go through, right? Amen. I think it was you that. The lady was vibrating and gyrating in the bed, jerking. And every time I told Sheree, we had prayed over this T-shirt. And I told Sheree, I said, go and lay the T-shirt on her. And so Sheree said every time she went in the room and did like this, the lady, she, she said she was asleep. And when Sheree would back out of the room, she would stop gyrating. So <laughs> Sheree finally threw the, sh- threw the shirt. <laughs> She threw the T-shirt on her and ran off the roof. <laughs> Called me on the phone. So when you said just put it on her, <laughs> I think you had an experience like that too, Chuck. Remember? Amen. Yeah, you and Barb went to the hospital, and that lady was jerking and twerking. You know? But see, but see, this is the thing. I don't know what what it, what that is. Whatever. But this, was, this is the thing. God sends those that's capable. He don't send anybody that's ill-equipped. So whether you throw it on, and we know she wasn't supposed to throw it on, throw it on. <laughs> throw it on. Would you say it, touch her with and put it on her? But you know, God equips those that he sent. Amen? Because did she quit quivering? Yes, she did. Amen. Hallelujah. But see, the devil, he's slick. He doesn't want anybody to have any kind of authority, but it's already been given to you. He can't take your authority, amen? He can't take your authority. He can only make you think, see, he wants to kill that lady. So he kept her growling at you. So the anointed cloth, you know, because Paul said that, you know, power goes into a cloth and it can heal. Amen. They did it like that all the time. And that's where Paul introduced that, the healing cloth. They, he called it a handkerchief. But you can anoint anything and put God's healing power on it, and they shall be healed. And so he, he was, had this girl growling so that he, she, you know, she wouldn't get that healing cloth. But she threw it and kept moving. <laughs> Mission accomplished. But faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. There's no other way that you can get faith, only through the word. And, and don't depend on the ear gate and the eye gate. In fact, shut them down. Amen? Shut them down and receive by the Spirit. Receive by your Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit talk to your heart. Let's go to Proverbs 4.20. We, we went through this yesterday. Proverbs 4.20. And it says here, My son, that sons and daughters, attend to, give attention to my word. That means attend to it. Give, it. give the word of God 
attention. It says, incline your ear to my saying. That means really listen. How many of you have heard something and then really heard it? Amen. You know, you read a scripture and you've been knowing it for years and then something happens and you really have understanding on what that scripture is like reading it for the first time. Inclining your ear. That's your spirit man is awake and your ears are uh, working with your spirit man to grab that word and receive it. So incline your ear to my sayings. Incline to truth is what it's saying. Do not let them depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. Hold them in the midst of your heart. Don't just, in other words, how do you hold something in your heart? You ponder, you think, you mutter, you, you think about it all day long. Go to work with a scripture and think about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Think about it. It says, uh, keep it in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those that find them. So this word is life to those that hear it with a listening ear. It says, and it's health to all your flesh. It also heals your body. Amen. This word. So I know what the word of God can do for your body. It's healing for your body. It's your daily bread. Amen. Give us this day our daily bread. And it says, uh, keep your heart with all diligence. That means to value what you put in there. Amen. And hold it in there. Meditate. Don't just read the word, but meditate on the word. For out of it springs the issue of life. In other words, what you put in is what you're going to get out. Amen. This, this word of God that goes into you affects every area of your life. And what you, what you put into, in, you'll say what's in your heart is going to come out of your mouth, in other words. Amen. And that's why verse 24 says, put away from you a deceitful mouth. Amen. Because you're going to affect your heart just as your heart affects your mouth. Now, y'all here today. So you have to be careful on what you say and what people say around you because it affects what goes into your heart. Amen. You, you hanging around F-bombs, you're going to be saying it. And then the power of God diminishes on the inside of you. Amen. Hallelujah. So let them not depart from your sight. Keep the word of God in the midst or in the center of your heart or your spirit, for they are life. Those words are life to those that find them and healing to all their, your flesh. This is why most churches don't can't get healed, for that's because that scripture right there, this scripture right here, because they don't believe that the word of God is medicine to your body. They don't believe it. Amen. You know, they got to challenge the word. The word's already been tried and true. It's, a, it's a, 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 a pillar. And it's a cornerstone in the church. The word is a cornerstone. And it's Jesus Christ. He is the word. And it's the pillar that's holding up the church. Amen. There'd be no church without the, the, the message of the word of God. Yet people don't believe the power that the word contains the word is power and it's life those things that are dead can be reconciled and come back to life because of the power of the word amen all you got to do is believe it and let it work for you and watch everybody's faces and and so second thought don't look at their faces just thank god and, and move on with your life because if you trust in him and you know that he took, see, this is the thing. You got to know that God wants to do something for you. This is where we, this is where we have the biggest problem, believing that God wants to do something for us. Well, he don't, he don't care. He, he let so-and-so, this happened to them. No, he gives people power and authority. See, see, God takes a rap for everything bad. God don't bring nothing bad. The Bible says good and bad don't flow from the same fountain. He's incapable of bad. Satan is bad. 
and god takes the bad rap but you know what god ain't worried about his reputation because he's coming back to defend it amen amen so you might as well let everybody know that god ain't a a punk people think he is because they don't believe they believe not amen but what's in your heart or what's in your spirit in abundance will come out of your mouth amen and you'll know where your faith is amen so don't just read the word we talked about that but meditate on it take it slow muddle mutter over it and let it change you that's why people read the word never change you've seen these christians it's the same as they were 30 years ago because they don't know what to do with that word other than to start memorizing it because they've been in it so long but they are not never allow it to change them because they don't take it slow (laughs) like slow amen see the the speed it's just like fast food fast everything some foods we don't know what it tastes like because we eat it so fast but you did you know there's a proper way to eat food these people who teach etiquette always teach you this even these wine connoisseurs people want to gulp because they want to get drunk but they, <laughs> look at Howard. But they miss the the whole thing about wine because it's supposed to be in. Now listen, they they listening now. Got their attention. They saying supposed to be enjoyed, not the after effects, but the taste of it. And there's a proper way to to receive wine, and it's an improper way. With well, same thing with food. Let me get off the wine thing because. I saw a lot of pleasure in the eyes. But y'all get the message, right? Yeah, well, I know how to taste wine. But, you you know, there's something that you introduce the wine to the palate. Amen. <laughs> I ain't even going there, okay? <laughs> Hercules. Hercules. <laughs> amen amen but in other words don't be in a hurry when you're reading the words just like you shouldn't be in a hurry of tasting and eating your food because you need to know what it tastes like and another thing you get fuller faster the diet gurus will tell you this if you eat slow amen all right let me get off of that hallelujah but we need to take the word slow so it can be properly digested. That's where I'm going with this. Amen. Just, don't just read the word, meditate on it, take it slow. Hallelujah. Just like fuel, food is the fuel for our bodies every day, chew it slowly and fully digest it, so is the word of God, fuel for our spirit, man. Amen. So meditate. Think about it. You know, ask God. This is what I would always do. I would ask God, what does that mean to me? How does that, you know, how does that uh, affect my life, this scripture? Amen. But listen, the more you listen to this word and meditate on it, the easier it is to believe. See, that's why people don't believe what the promises of God because they don't meditate ponder think about muddle on the word because the slower you digest the word revelation comes amen and and when you have revelation it's easy you can believe god for anything please remember that you can believe god for anything you want amen so we just need to cut the dumb stuff that's in our lives and put god more in our lives because it's easy to believe a promise when your faith grows it's hard to believe a promise when you don't have faith or when your faith is weak it's hard to believe now this is another thing renew your mind the word of god when you meditate on the word it renews your mind see this is the thing we don't receive the promises of god quickly because we're we have the same old mindset 
But when we our mind is renewed in the things of God, when you allow that word, when you meditate, don't just read it, for those of you that's reading, but meditate on the word, and it changes, it changes you, and it renews your mind. Because this is, look, this is our problem. Our problem is our mind. Our problem is our thinking process. God ain't the problem. God is not the problem, amen? It's how we think. It's how we think. So I'm just going to go over a couple more things to watch. These are the things that will help you to believe God for the promise and to increase your faith is to renew your mind. We said that. Don't go by sight what you believe in your heart. Don't go by sight to let sight determine what you believe in. But the Bible says the just shall live by faith, not sight. Amen. So don't go by what you see and say, well, God must not going to do it. He's he doing it already. That's why things look a little rough. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what you think. Don't go by what you feel. Go by what God has promised. And he is a man that will not lie. He is capable and willing and able and capable to do whatever it is that he's promised. Second Timothy three one. Hallelujah. Watch what you allow in your gates, your eyes. Watch what you allow in your eyes. Watch what you allow your ears to hear. Because Fear comes as a result of all of these things, looking at the wrong thing, listening to the wrong thing. Fear sets in, and then you don't believe anything. Amen. But God says he'll strengthen us with might in the inner man, but you got to let it get there. Amen. Guard your heart with all diligence. Now, Second Timothy 3, 1, it says, but, now, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. Amen. That word perilous means harsh, savage. We've seen that last week in New York. Difficult, dangerous, painful, fierce, grievous, hard to deal with. These kind of times will come where society has no virtue. Society. Amen. And it says in verse 2, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. And we see all of this right now. Slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good. You know, you try to do good and you people just don't like you for it. Because they want you to knock them upside the head and cuss them out. I'm just telling you. That's what they want. Amen. And when I say that, I mean the majority, because this is what the world is definitely trying to provoke you to this. That's what this is saying. It says in verse 4, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but deny the power of those of those that hate truth. And from such people turn away. Now, that's what's going to keep your faith strong. That's what's, amen, that's what's going to keep you hiding the, the, the word of God in your heart. That's, this is what's going to cause your heart to be able to bring a miracle into your, by staying away from that. Amen. Hallelujah. And so this is, turn away from that atmosphere and turn away from the religious atmosphere too. Psalm 1, 1. Let's go there right quick. I like to show you better than I can tell you. Psalm 1 1. And you need to know where these scriptures are when you minister to people. Don't forget them, write them down. Okay, Psalm 1 1. And it says here, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. Ungodly counsel is the prerequisite for prosperity. 
I'm going to say that again. Ungodly counsel. If you can't, in other words, you can't get prosperity ain't coming your way if you're walking around ungodly people. Money won't follow you. Amen. That's why, see, this is why people like that do sell drugs and stuff like that. They have to. If they're going to make any money because there is an ungodly atmosphere and nothing good comes out of it, certainly not prosperity. So no prosperity comes out of an ungodly atmosphere. Blessed is those who walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. You know, God's precepts, his instructions, you got to like them and want to do them. Amen. And it gets easier as you go. It says, and in his law, he meditates day and night. Now, there's that word, meditate. You got to meditate on the word day and night. Verse 3 says, he shall be like a tree. Now, this is what happens if you meditate on the word. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What does that mean? Like a, a, a life of godliness. You know, firmly plant, a firmly planted tree bears much fruit. So you'll be a fruit bearer. Amen. You'll win souls for Christ. Everybody around you will change and want the Lord. Amen. The love of God will consume you and consume those all around you. You'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of, of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. And whose leaf will not wither. Amen. In other words, a withered leaf is a heart that loses, someone that loses heart. Quit. Don't stand. I'm not doing this anymore. And that's a withered leaf. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. See, if you do these things, you prosper. You function. You give life in it more abundantly. But if you hang around the ungodly, then there's no prosperity in that at all. Amen. So if you delight yourself in the law of the Lord and meditate in it day and night, you'll see life. Turn away from wrong people and wrong atmospheres, according to 2 Timothy, because the day we're living in the evil days. Amen. And consider what God has said. You know, stand and hope against hope. The last one is in Romans 4.17. And we're talking about Abraham. Hallelujah. And Abraham hoped against hope. And I, I hope everybody get this today. Abraham didn't ignore the fact that he was 90. Who can ignore the fact that you're 90? Amen. Show me how at that time. But you know what? <laughs> but he, this is what he did. He didn't consider it. He considered not the fact that he was 90. And this is what people get mixed up. You know, well, you know, he was 90 and da-da-da-da. But he didn't consider it. He knew how old he was better than, and his time was running out. He knew that. But he knew that if God said what he said, to look up and look down. Are y'all here today? To look up and look down. And if God said that, then he would give him the desires of his heart. See, faith doesn't deny what exists. It just doesn't consider. It only considers, amen, it only considers what God says. Amen. He, it doesn't deny what exists, you know, because all, for all these reality people. But Abraham didn't deny that he was a hundred. He just didn't consider it. The Bible says he staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. Amen. Did I read? I didn't read it. 417. We'll read it and we'll be done. It says, I have made you the father of many nations. This is God talking to Abraham. In the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead. And cause those things which do not exist as though they do. 
and that's why today i told everybody to say to to another person this is your year amen and you need to get in the habit of saying that you call things that do not exist as though it does this is everybody say this is my year amen now don't let this be the first and the last time you say it amen because see it's like should i i don't know the devil wants to know if you believe that if you believe it you keep saying it amen hallelujah praise god and so this is what abraham did he believed god he believed that every year that came for 22 years he said this is my year amen and it was finally his year because he moved into believing today it see these scriptures are fulfilled in your ears today whatever god promised you you can have it today amen if you believe it see it's it's not important a lot of things that we think is important but what is important is what you believe and what you say because out of the abundance of your heart what's in your heart a lot is what you gonna say what's in there a lot and what's in there a lot is what you gonna get amen hallelujah that's why it's important to say amen to say and it's important what you put in that's why you don't be in the you know in the council of the ungodly or sit at the seat of the scorners that's why you don't do that because that stuff gets into you in abundance and then it's in you and then you'll start talking like that and then you have whatever is in abundance in your heart so you want the word of god in abundance in your heart and consider what god has said in lieu of what you see can you do that amen in lieu of what you see it doesn't matter what's going on around you it doesn't matter what the devil is showing you because see he works in the natural realm god works in the spirit realm where you can't see it but you know it's going on if you believe and you can have whatsoever you say but this is not fairyland and this is not a myth this is the, the bible this is the word of god amen so get the word more abundance in your heart and then you'll be able to speak on a thing and it shall be so it'll come to pass amen all right we'll quit father we do thank you for your word amen lord we love you and we bless you and we lift you up father god and lord we thank you that you help our unbelief by showing us what we need to do more of and we need more of the word of god hallelujah and that our faith gets stronger day by day and we thank and praise you hallelujah and we give you all the honor and glory in jesus name amen is there anyone that needs prayer before you leave we can pray for you before you before you go if you got some symptoms come up and and i'll pray for you